Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is room. R-O-O-M. Really? You bet your life! The more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You'll Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only... That's me, Groucho Marx. Well, here I am again tonight with one of our couples might take $6,000 away from me. George, that's a lot of money. An all-time record for you bet your life. Now, Mr. Fenneman, who's first to try for the $6,000? We invited some people from the Coast Guard to the show tonight, and also some daughters of the Army. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Miss Nancy Dunn and Yeoman Jean Scarcliffe. And here they are, folks... Meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. Uh, you're Nancy Dunn. Uh, you're an Army daughter? Yes. Mm, I didn't know the Army had any daughters. <laughs> Those new secret weapons, I suppose. Huh? <laughs> Where are you from, Nance? Uh, I was born in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. And uh, you, uh, you're from the Coast Guard, uh, Yes, Jean uh, Scarlett, huh? Yes. Where are you from, Jean? Los Angeles. Uh-huh. How, how old are you? Twenty-three. Twenty, and, uh, why are you twenty-three? <laughs> well, uh, you don't know why you're twenty-three? <laughs> Couldn't you say that it was because you were born twenty-three years ago? <laughs> I hope you're more alert when you're on the coast looking for ships. <laughs> Uh, are, you, are you married, uh, Jean? No. You know, you answered that pretty quick. <laughs> You're uh, an army daughter? Yes. Mm-hmm. Just what is an army daughter? It's a daughter of an army officer that was born and raised in the army. I see. In other words, you've been in the army since your early infantry, is that right? <laughs> jokes, jokes like that will bring back the cavalry. <laughs> what does your father do in the army, Nancy? Uh, What's his rank? He's a colonel. Oh, he doesn't do anything, huh? <laughs> Where's your old man stationed? He <laughs> What happened? Did he get his pants stuck on a nail? <laughs> well, what does he do there? Uh, he's a post commander, and he's the district commander of the Southern California Military District. Uh, are you married, Nancy? No, I'm not. You're not married. Why not? Aren't there any young men in the Army? Oh, there are lots of them. I just haven't found the right one. You haven't found the right one, huh? Where are you stationed, Jean? Coast Guard Recruiting Station in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And what do you do there, mostly? Recruiting. Really? That's odd, isn't it? Is that a recruiting station? He does recruiting. <laughs> Tell me something about the Coast Guard. Is it a branch of the Navy? No, it's uh, under the Secretary of the Treasury. Well, that's a nice warm place to be in times like that. How is it you're under the Secretary of the Treasury? Don't sailors belong in the Navy? No, well, the Coast Guard was founded in 1790. Who found it? Alexander Hamilton. Oh. Well, that flawed me, all right. 
always thought that was a shoe company. And uh, why don't sailors belong in the Navy? Well, the Coast Guard... Hamilton wouldn't know anything about it nowadays. The Coast Guard was formed before there was a Navy. It was originally the Revenue Cutter Service. I see. Well, I think we'd all be interested, Nancy, to hear the difference between being brought up in the Army and being brought up as a civilian. Could you uh, give us some idea? Well, uh, when you live on a post, your life is more or less regulated by bugle calls. You live on a post, you say? (laughs) That's rather uncomfortable, isn't it? How do you mean your life is regulated by a bugle call? Oh, the bugle uh, gets you up in the morning and feeds you and puts you to bed at night and more or less runs your life in between. That's quite a remarkable bugle, isn't it? (laughs) If you ever meet one of those bugles single, my advice is marry it, Nancy. (laughs) How about your private life in the Army? Do you ever go out with second lieutenants? Oh, yes. Do you also go out with officers? A second lieutenant, a lieutenant is an officer and is supposed to be a gentleman. Wasn't that way at Gettysburg. <laughs> now, how long have you been in that uniform, Gene? Four years. Has anything exciting happened to you in the service? Not while I was actually on active duty. <laughs> well, I understand that, but what happened <laughs> when you were on inactive duty? Well, apparently that's where most of the warfare is in the Coast Guard. When I was in New York Christmas shopping once, I went to a department store. You were Christmas shopping in New York while you were in the Coast Guard? Yes. That's a pretty cushy job you've got. How come? You wound up in Saks Fifth Avenue. No, I didn't go there. (laughs) Where'd you go? The Army and Navy store? (laughs) Where were you shopping, Gene? Macy's. Macy's. (laughs) Upstairs or down? Downstairs. And what happened? Well, I went into another store, and when I was coming out, well, they had a revolving door, and I dropped my packages in the middle of it, and while I was picking them up, well, some big lady came in the other way, and I went out in the sidewalks on my hands and knees, and there's a police officer there. He thought I was drunk. He was going to arrest me. Well, let's find out something about the Coast Guard, Gene. What's the, what's the job of that branch of the service? Well, we're known as the police force of the sea. Our main function is to protect life and property at sea mm-hmm. and ashore. Mm-hmm. Well, suppose I'm out yachting between here and Catalina, and I'm having trouble now. What would you do? Well, we'd go out and bring you back. You're a big help. The trouble I'm having is with a blonde, and the trouble is she's heading for shore. <laughs> Well, you're a very attractive couple, and Nancy, if I call to ask you for a date, I'll call Jean first, just to make sure the coast is clear. <laughs> now, uh, let's see how well you work together as a team. you just one minute, you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $6,000 question. But first, here's something of interest to everyone. Folks, one of the most important things you look for in a new car is real honest-to-goodness comfort. Well, you can stop looking right now, because you'll find that the new 1951 DeSoto is the most comfortable car on the road today. For when you slip behind the wheel of this proud new car, you'll be sitting on comfortable chair-high seats that give you a good, clear view of the road, and more real leg room and head and hat room as well. And when you get the new DeSoto actually on the highway, 
you'll feel DeSoto's new advanced design Auraflow shock absorbers go to work. No matter what kind of highway you're on, from a gentle rolling road to one with plenty of bumps and holes, you'll enjoy the comfort that comes from a really smooth ride. Yes, these are a few of the reasons why we say no other car rides like the beautiful new 1951 DeSoto. And, of course, it's DeSoto that lets you drive without shifting. So, folks, see the new DeSoto. Buy the new DeSoto. No other car rides like a DeSoto. All right, now let's see if you two will get a chance at the $6,000. Mr. Fenneman, would you explain the rules? Uh, You bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions. And the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $6,000 question at the end of the show. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected stars of motion pictures. Here's your first question. How much will you try? Fifteen. Fifteen? Fifteen. Who plays the aging Broadway star in the picture All About Eve? Betty Davis. Betty Davis is right. You're off to a good start. You have $35. Remember, you're going for $6,000 tonight. Now, how much of the thirty-five are you going to try? Thirty-four. Thirty-four. Who is the male star of Harvey? James Stewart. James Stewart is right. You're trying to have sixty-nine dollars. Sixty-nine dollars. Here's your third question. How much of the sixty-nine? Sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. <laughs> what singing star is the lead in Mr. Music? Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. Trying to one hundred and thirty-seven dollars. You know, I'm quite offended at that answer. I was in that picture too, you know. <laughs> I sang a little with Bing. Yes, I drowned him out. <laughs> That's why the picture did so well. How much have they got? One hundred and thirty-seven dollars. All right. Now here's your last chance to beat the other. Next time anybody asks you about Mr. Music, just say that I was the singing star. <laughs> you, uh, how much are you going to bet of your one hundred and thirty-seven dollars? Oh, All of it. What comedian played the lead and watched the baby? Uh, Red Skelton. Red Skelton is right. (laughs) And you wind up with a grand total of $274. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected a man from a pet shop, Mr. Phil Blanchard. His partner is a housewife from our audience, Mrs. Leah Ray Ross. Folks... Meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to your bet your life. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you'll find around the house. You're from a pet store? Where are you from, uh, Mr. Blanchard? I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh-huh. The furniture capital of the world. Furniture capital of the world. Uh-huh. Is that the capital of Michigan? At, no. Well, what's yes. the regular capital of Michigan? Lansing. Lansing, yes. <laughs> I know, because I was once operated, and that's what they did. They, <laughs> they did a lot of Lansing, and... Uh, I'm sorry I started the whole thing. And, uh, <laughs> how long since you left uh, Grand Rapids? Thirteen years ago. Thirteen years ago. And, uh, what does your husband do, Mrs. Uh, Ross? He merchandises women's dresses. And do you allow that? <laughs> Brings in money. Uh-huh. Does it bring in your husband? Huh? Well. <laughs> do you have any hobbies? Oh, yes. How I do give... you spend your spare time? I give all my spare time to the Red Cross. Well, I can't think of a more important way to spend your spare time. What do you do for the Red Cross? Oh, we, uh, in case of disaster, we help. We drive the um, bloodmobiles, and we get women to uh, help in the volunteer work in collecting funds. 
Well, what other kind of jobs are there for Red Cross volunteers? Oh, there are gray ladies and... Uh... Gray ladies? Mm-hmm. What does a gray lady do? Take care of Confederate soldiers? <laughs> no, she goes into the hospitals and reads to the uh, boys and uh, writes letters for them, entertains them. Mm-hmm. This may be bold to me, but wouldn't the boys find it even more entertaining if... You mixed up a few blondes and redheads with the gray ladies? Oh, well, there are gray ladies or blondes and, brun- and redheads. Isn't science wonderful? <laughs> are there many volunteers working for the Red Cross these days? Yes, but we can always use more, and we can use more blood donors. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the American people realize the importance of the work you're doing. We need more women like you, uh, Mrs. Ross. What is the name of your pet store, uh, Mr. Blanchard? Uh, Beverly Pet Shop, 448 uh, North Beverly Drive, Crestview, 50820. <laughs> and if the St. Bernard answers, hang up. <laughs> what kind of pets do you sell in your store? No, cats, dogs, fish, birds. Well, what do you feed your different pets? Oh, we feed the uh, cats, cat food, and dogs, dog food, <laughs> fish, fish food. So you get logical answers from these people. <laughs> Anything unusual ever happen in your pet shop, uh, like your customers giving you the bird? Oh, well, we have uh, had a biology teacher come in and uh, ask for a female mouse that was with mouse. And, uh, the mouse was with mice? <laughs> and uh, definitely. Uh-huh. And what happened? Jokingly, I stated that uh, if the uh, if mother had any baby before the uh, sale was completed, that uh, it would cost him 25 cents for each additional mouse. Before I could p- complete the sale, why, the mouse had uh, her first baby. And he laughed quite quite a bit, and uh, laid down a quarter. And with that, four more came along. Boom, boom, boom. So before the, before the uh, man left, he had 18 mice. Good thing he didn't come in to buy an elephant. He didn't own a medium. <laughs> I've always wondered about pet stores. Why do you always put puppies in the, in the window? Well, they have uh, the most appeal... I'm sure I can think of something that would have more appeal than that. Is. <laughs> you ever been down to the beach, Mr. <laughs> then you know what I'm talking about, huh? I understand. You put a live whale in your window, old boy, and I guarantee you. <laughs> Pulled you, didn't I, huh? You thought I was going to say an octopus. <laughs> well, you make a very interesting couple. And if I want a pet, I'll be sure to keep out of your store. Now, let's see how well you work together as a team. You're going to play, you bet your life, for a chance at $6,000. I can't tell you how much our first couple won, but Fenneman's offstage remind our listeners. The Coast Guardsman and the Colonel's daughter won $274. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected, name the fruit. How much are you going to bet? We'll bet half of it. Half of it. That means you're going to bet 10 That's right. What kind of fruit is a Valencia? Orange. An orange is right. And you're on your way. You have $30. Good thing we didn't have the Coast Guard boy. He'd have probably (laughs) said a a naval orange. Now, remember, you're going for $6,000 tonight. Now, how much of the $30 are you going to bet? I'll bet half of that. 25 25 25 25 over your Fine. (laughs) 25. What kind of fruit is a conquered? A grape. Grape is right. (laughs) Now, you're flying to $55. Here's your third question. How much of the 55 are you going to bet? Let's make 50. 50. 50. What kind of fruit is a bellflower? Apple. An apple. 
You now have $105. Is your last chance to beat the other couples? How much of the $105 you going to bet? All of it. What kind of fruit is a green gauge? Plum. The plum is right. <laughs> and you wind up with $210. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. If you're in the market for a used car, remember this. The place you buy it is your best assurance of getting a real value. That's why it will pay you to get your used car from a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Here's where you can buy with confidence. From a reliable and respected business organization that's proud to be a part of your community. Rest assured that the used car you buy from a DeSoto Plymouth dealer, regardless of its make or model, is a good car. Because he has modern equipment and scientific reconditioning, a DeSoto Plymouth dealer is able to offer you really excellent values in used cars. That's why at a DeSoto Plymouth dealer's, you're certain to find the used car that best fills your needs and best fits your pocketbook. And you'll be amazed at the low prices, the easy terms. So if it's a used car you're after, remember, get it from a dealer you know you can trust. For a fair and square deal every time, get your used car from a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Groucho, we asked for married couples with unusual occupations who were present tonight. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Mr. and Mrs. Hal Linker. And here they are. Folks, come on in here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and you win $100 in cash. It's a common word, something you find around the house. Mr. and Mrs. Hal Linka. Linka, eh? Mr. Linka, you certainly have an attractive wife. Thank you. Don't thank me. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> where, are you, where are you from, Hal? Well, I'm from Washington Heights in New York City. Oh. Why did you come out here? Well, I came out here to make a career of lecturing. Of lecturing? Yes. I see. And, and Mrs. Linker, that's you, I suppose, huh? Yes. What is your hometown? Hapner Tirbit. Well, Gesundheit. Now then, uh, <laughs> I, I asked you, where are you from? Hapner Tirbit. Still the same old place, eh? <laughs> I gave you a chance to change. <laughs> now, how do you spell Hapner uh, Tirbit? Uh, H-A-F-N-A-R-F. <laughs> J-O-R-D-U-R. Are you sure you're not reading the eye test at the Department of Motor Vehicles? <laughs> now, just what is Hafner Schwilleraden? It's a suburb of Reykjavik. Oh, well, you should have said so in the first place. <laughs> now, where is... Uh, what was that you said? It's a suburb of Reykjavik. Yeah, well, where is Reykjavik? It's the capital of Iceland. Oh, you're from Iceland, eh? Uh -huh. then, then you must be cold. Here, let me rub your hands. <laughs> Dad, do you notice any difference? Oh, my hands are still the same. I'm not talking about your hands. Mine are red hot. <laughs> I can't keep calling you Mrs. Linker. Uh, what's your full name? Hatlag Women's Dr. Linker. Is that on the real arm? <laughs> Would you mind spelling the whole thing out? Uh, oh, it's a little bit long. 
Well, we have plenty of time tonight. H-A-L-L-A, my first name, and then Goodman's doctor, G-U-D-M-U-N-D-S-D-O-T-T-I-R. By the time you get through with that, the train is left and you're probably around Kansas City. Well, before you married Hal, what was your maiden name, Hadler? Hadler Goodmansdottir. Hadler Goodman's daughter? <laughs> was, your, was your father named Goodman's daughter, too? No, my father's name was uh, Goodman Thordarson. You see, in Iceland, the children, they got their uh, last name from the father's first name by adding son and uh, or daughter to it. The father's first name. Let me rub your hands again, eh? <laughs> Now, let's see if I get this straight. If I were in Iceland, my little daughter, Melinda, would actually be known as Melinda Groucho's daughter. Is that right? That's right. you a fine name for a kid to carry all through that. <laughs> well, I like her better the way she is. Melinda and Hasenfapper. <laughs> How you were chosen for your unusual occupation. Uh, just what is it? Uh, I'm an illustrated lecturer. You're illustrated? You mean you're tattooed? <laughs> no, I show motion pictures and I lecture while they're running. Well, wouldn't it be safer if you were running while the lecture was going on? <laughs> well, they're really quite interesting. They're color films of various parts of the world, and people find them very entertaining and very instructive. I imagine they are. Now, Hadler, what's your occupation? I help my husband. What do you do, sell popcorn in the lobby? <laughs> <laughs> no, I act as a secretary to him. I cheer him up and travel with him. Make sure that he doesn't forget appointments. Does uh, Hadler really do all that for you? Uh... She's my girl Friday. <laughs> Hadler, what are you doing Saturday? <laughs> Hadler, uh, where did you meet your husband? Did you meet him in Hanfoshardsecha, uh, Hagudodar, Melinda's daughter? No, I met him in the Gildaskallen restaurant in Reykjavik. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Eh? Would you break this down? Uh, how did you meet Hadler? Well, I was in Iceland making my newest motion picture, and a mutual friend of ours introduced us in this restaurant, and I asked her if she'd like to be in the movie. You say you asked her if she wanted to be in the movies, and that broke the ice, eh? <laughs> I've tried that same line a hundred times. <laughs> Maybe I should go to Iceland. It doesn't seem to work at RKO. Uh, Hal, getting back to your lecture racket, uh, tell me, what are some of the places you visited? Oh, I've been to many places in the world, Tokyo, Hong Kong... Canton, Bangkok, Rangoon, Singapore, Paris, London, Rome, Copenhagen. Well, you've certainly covered the, all the spots, haven't you? You've mentioned every place in the world and a couple that are out of this world. Hadler, <laughs> can you think of any place that he might have skipped? Well, he didn't mention Hapnerfjörders. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't, and we're all very grateful to him, too. Well, it's nice meeting you two uh, from Iceland, and as the sun slowly sinks in the west, we leave this beautiful conversation. <laughs> now, let's see how well you make out in the battle for the $6,000. You run your $20 in the more than our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the big question. I can't tell you how much they won, but George Fenneman is offstage to remind our listeners. The Coast Guardsman and the Colonel's daughter are still ahead with $274. Now, here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected Name the Profession. <clears throat> Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen dollars. Okay. What does an astronomer study? The stars. The stars is right. On your way, you have thirty-five dollars. Remember, you're going for six thousand dollars tonight. Now, how much of the thirty-five you're going to try? Thirty. Thirty. What does a zoologist study? 
Animal life. Animals is right. We now have $65. Here's your third question. How much of the 65 are you going to go for? 60? <laughs> yeah. Let's try 60. $60. What does <laughs> a zeismologist study? A zeismologist. Insects. Talk it over now. Mm. Would you pronounce it again? S-E-I-Z-M-O-L-O-G-I-S-T. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> my stupidity. Earthquakes is right. Now, how do you pronounce it? Seismologist, I Seismologist. Believe. You now have $125. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the $125 are you going to go for? Let's try $120. $120. Okay. What is an archaeologist study? Ancient uh, history. He studies the remains of ancient oh, civilizations. That's true enough. Ancient things is right. Which means... Which means you wind up with $245... And that means the Coast Guardsman and the Colonel's daughter with $274 get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $6,000 question. Mm. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Thank you. Now, uh, I'll ask them the big question in just one minute. But first, George, I want to have a serious talk with you. Fenneman, what do you know about your DeSoto Plymouth dealer? Well, Groucho, I know that he has a beautiful showroom. He has... Uh... Did you know that every DeSoto Plymouth dealer really tries to do his best for a customer? <laughs> well, I was going to say Groucho. You were going to uh... say Groucho. Why weren't you <laughs> going to say that DeSoto Plymouth dealers are interested in seeing folks treated fairly and squarely? And in addition, Groucho... I never the... was very good at addition. Now, look, Fenneman, I've been all over the country, and that's the way DeSoto Plymouth dealers are. Friendly, fair, and square. So, no matter why you come in, whether it's to buy a new car, a used car, or a simple repair job, the best place to go... Is to a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. <laughs> You're so right. Now, let's get on with the big question. All right. Here's the Coast Guardman and the Colonel's daughter, the winning couple, all ready for the DeSoto Plymouth $6,000 question. Well, if you win $6,000 here tonight, you can buy Macy's. <laughs> and you can buy yourself a general, Nancy. Is that, isn't that right, Nancy? Yes. See what a memory I have, eh? <laughs> All right, here we go for $6,000. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully and, of course, no help from the audience. Here it is. William H. Bonney was shot and killed by Sheriff Pat Garrett. Who was William H. Bonney? A famous outlaw. <laughs> What is the answer you two have decided upon? Billy the Kid. Billy the Kid. Well, Sailor Boy, that was wonderful. Which one had the answer, huh? You did, huh? <laughs> what are you going to do with all that money? Oh, goodness. Buy a new army, huh? <laughs> what are you going to do with all that money, Nancy? Help support this one. Buy some more bonds with some of it. Well, that's a wonderful way to spend the money. And what are you going to do, kid? Well, I think I'll split it up with some of the fellows up the office and keep the rest of some of my little kids, sisters, and colleagues. Well, that's wonderful. <laughs> Well, let's see. Let's see. Now you you won six thousand dollars in the quiz, and plus how much in the quiz? Uh, two hundred and seventy-four dollars. 
Six, uh, $6,247. $74. $74. You really cleaned up tonight. Congratulations. From the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast, you bet your life. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... Just be sure to visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. There's no trick to safety. It's just common sense. You bet your life. Transcribed from Hollywood is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast.